Hello. Hello. Did you leave yet? Okay. Are we getting all that? Yeah, I'm getting all that. Horsey. Pony. Yes. So I'm sorry. Yeah, either that or if I mean I can come back out at, like at Andrew. for later. I just I'm in town for the next couple two two hours. Or Check so. one two. I'm gonna do an intro. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So wrap and let me know if she, okay. let me know if she doesn't eat the like medicine. right after. <laughs> go for it right now. Yeah. After she gets off the phone. Okay. Go. All right. I think one gram is what she said. She said one gram. Yeah, it's just seem, it seems kind of weird that it's going yeah, up I'm now instead of going down, and she hasn't eaten. She's not. All right, here it comes. I'll take a little bit of drinky poo. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sweet, sweet whiskey. Yeah. Here we are. In the living room of Alex Pangman. I know, but it makes me feel important. Come closer, come closer. Do you know, I need to be closer? Okay. <laughs> I would, th- I think it's a good, yes, good. Now, okay. <clears throat> Welcome to one, Industry, two, welcome to Industry Tactics. Here we are, we're with Andrew. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in the, in the, in uh, the, in the living room of Alex Pangman. On your sofa, on your home turf. Welcome. Well, I can't say welcome. We're in your home. Welcome, uh, welcome to my a, home. Thank, thank you. For thank you for us. having us. <laughs> and we are delighted to be here. We're. Uh, it's a Thursday night. The w- global warming is hot. I think We're it's gonna, the hottest like we've we've reached a ever, ever for for this day. Justin Trudeau. We have him to thank for this. <laughs> um, we're gonna talk for about an hour. I'd like to introduce Alex. Hello, my name is Alex. <clears throat> We're going to talk about music and all kinds of things. I've been excited about this conversation. For Have a, you really? Yeah. Can, can I hear you say my name again? Alec Puckman. <laughs> okay, so here we are. Any relation to Mr. Pacman? No. Mr. Mrs. Pacman? None. I've asked her that before. I said, is your uncle... Nothing, crickets. No, they always ask me if I'm related to the yellow guy. I don't have jaundice. No, no, you don't. <laughs> Here we are. Can we start? Because this is a, we what's going to happen? It's a beautiful thing. Industry tactics. We're going to talk about all kinds of things about the industry, the ins and outs. You're going to teach the kids. You're going to teach your children, just like the eagle says. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I saw a little tinge, a little, little quiver. You got you got sad there. We and we're gonna include it. We're not gonna ask you. We're just gonna go for it. The little bit of the conversation, the telephone conversation. The lady on the phone. Your veterinarian. We know horses are dar to your heart. <laughs> your horse is sick right now. He has a fever. She. She has a fever. She does. Yes. So. What um, are buckets? When the I heard her say we filled the buckets. The buckets. Oh, the feed buckets. So horses eat. Uh, well, my horse eats out of a bucket because she's really old and she can't chew hay anymore. So she gets like porridge kind of. For nice? the layman, she gets gruel, okay. horse gruel. Okay. So it comes in a bucket. So okay. how, how old is your horse? She is 9,050 years old. <laughs> wow. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. No, she's 37 in human years. Which, 37 in human years. Which is really, really, really old. How long have you had her? I've had her since I was 13. Wow. Uh, well, I've had her since 1989. That's a bold, that's a great relationship. It is. So I'll, after I chat with you guys, I'm going to go out and check on her. You are going to go all the way to Burlington, Ontario, past where I'm going. I know. Do you need a ride? I'm going to give her like a horsey aspirin. and then Which is the butte. Well, my fr- yeah, she's getting that now. And then I'll check and see how she's doing. Very good. I was listening. We were recording it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you're worried. You you had the look of uh, like you really you really care. 
I do. This is my best friend. She's wow. not on Facebook, but she is my actual best friend. And She's I see all over her... the map. What are you talking about? <laughs> she is like your third most cherished. When I look at you all over the map on the social media, it is from the view of, of her ears. Yeah. Both of you guys. But it's a thing of beauty. It is really beautiful. And that's why I'm worried about her because I've yeah. known her for two thirds of my life. And I just want to make sure that she's feeling okay. What does she go by? What's her name? Her name's Gypsy. Well, I guess Gypsy. She... And Beaumont. Gypsy and her friend Beaumont, yes. You just have one horse or do you have two horses? Would it blow your mind if I said that we had two? No. <laughs> it would blow my mind if you had four. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways. Wow. We, yeah, so we have Beaumont and the younger sibling, fur baby sibling, Beaumont. Okay. Yes. How, how often are you and, uh, and your husband out there, Tom? How often do you guys uh, go out? I'm out there more often than him because okay. I'm a jazz singer and I don't work that much. We're gonna, get Not in, true. we're gonna get into that. Not true, but I'm probably out there five days a week. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's great. Wow. Riding. Riding five days a week? Yeah. I don't really ride gypsy that much anymore, but maybe her a couple times a week. Yeah. 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 So when you're down there spending time with her? Yeah. We're just hanging out, eating grass. I take like a cheese grater and I grate carrots for her because mm. she can't oh really God. she can't really like chomp them anymore. But she can eat like carrot puree. <laughs> okay. The things you do for your loved ones. Totally. When I when I had a sick sick old dog, yeah, I would make her scrambled eggs, just because like you're like you're old and you need scrambled to eggs. you need to eat something oh. and there's like and she loves comfort food. But it was it was and she enjoyed it and you and you take pleasure as an owner knowing that like you're kind of giving your Yes. Old animal a treat. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I'll actually juice a carrot. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. then and then I mix like the pulp back in <clears throat> with the carrot juice, and it makes sort of an orange pudding consistency carrot substance that she slurps down. She actually like sucks it. <laughs> carrot pudding. It's adorable. Wow. Like very similar to your your mm-hmm. yeah your eggs. The egg work. When animals are sick, it's so hard because they're like, you know, you can sense it, but they yeah. can't tell you. But they look at you and you're like, I know that this one isn't feeling great. Yeah. And yeah. So it, a horse with a fever, what's that look like? Uh, her head's kind of hanging low. She's a little, there's like sparkles gone from her eyes. Oh, She's low energy. Mm-hmm. And then you take her temperature and you go, oh no, oh no. Oh, number one, because it's high. And number two, because normally when I insert the thermometer, she farts on me. <laughs> you do all that. It's rectal. Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> you got that. <laughs> okay. No, I mean, I was thinking it. Okay. Usually, like, I stand at the back and I think, okay, she could kick me. Yeah. And so I forget to hold my breath. And then it's like, oh, I should have held my breath. It's funny because I always just thought of, like, I thought it was, like, horse owner you would just like vet like your horse would just go to the vet or like you (laughs) wouldn't be doing it for some reason i thought like you wouldn't give the horse a pill the vet would give the horse a pill but you're into it you're like you're you're Uh this is part of it for you sometimes she does have to go to the vet but yeah i hope that's not this weekend okay i just have one more question about horses hit it no no we're we're off to the races here okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah so like horses like you're a horse needs to kind of get a ride every now and again, right? Like you got to, even though you have a 37 year old horse, like she needs to go for a ride. Oh, it's Is good it, for their, for like any old creature. It's good for your joints yeah, and it's actually good for, it's good for their spirit, their yeah. spirit yeah. and for their, their stomach and all that stuff. It's, their like, brain, go, it's their... like going for a nice walk if you're a dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It absolutely is. Yeah. yeah. I love that. <laughs> going for a nice dog, dog walk. <laughs> dog walk or it's a horse, the same thing. Or a horse jog. Did you name the horse? No, she came with that name. But it, it suits her because she's always enjoyed, she's sort of, I don't, if she was anything, sort of yeah. peripatetic. She likes to wander and go up the back roads. And so Gypsy, I mean, not very politically correct, but. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> but but it, neither it is Gypsy her. meat when you get 200 grams of it at the, uh, the Loblaws, right? Gypsy right. meat. Is that a thing? Yeah, it's a thing, uh, but uh, it's fine. Gypsy meat? It's fine. Gypsy meat. I'll get 200 grams of the sliced gypsy meat, please. <laughs> that's not like donkey, is it? No, that's mortadella. Is oh, oh, that's meat. what... The- donkey <laughs> is mortadella? Yeah, don't be shocked. It's a very clean animal, as Alex will tell you. Okay. 
Here we are, industry tactics. Uh, we want to bring it back to, so you mentioned uh, you are a jazz singer, and you sound great, by the way. You don't even have, she, uh, listeners, she doesn't have headphones. We're here at her living room, and we are shorthanded. Uh, but she sounds lovely. Go ahead. My microphone is a very strange shape. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it is a, it's a microphone for uh, camera or like field recording. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a hypercardioid microphone. Yeah. What it's we call pro- a hypercardioid mic. Yeah. Which is hyper. And yeah. yeah. And so, um, we want to talk to you a lot about what your music, how it's developed, uh, where it comes from, stories. You have a lot of stories that I know we've been holding back on. Well. We okay. started in the stable, but that's really where... I wanted to. Are you from good. Burlington? Well, I'm from the suburbs of Toronto, right. Mississauga, but I always, Love rode, it. I always rode horses and I listened to music all the time going to and from the farm. Yeah. And we had, every year we would have a barn dance, like not a dance in the barn, but the people from the barn would have a dance. And one year they had like a karaoke machine. Wow. And so I, I played the role of Dolly Parton. <laughs> Fine. And sang a song. And then another guy that rode at the stable was uh, in a jazz band. Okay. And it kind of happened like that. So horses have always been really important. They kind of uh, directionalized my interest in music. Because I knew I liked music, but I did not like, you know, Backstreet Boys and all the stuff that was on the radio. Yeah. That my friends were liking. And then I discovered jazz from this weird party where I was singing Dolly. Yeah. And then they said, here's Bessie Smith. Here's Louis Armstrong. Listen yeah. to these records. And yeah. then I spent the next forever listening to them driving to and from the stable. I just love, I just love the music. Yeah. And Mississauga. Yeah. <laughs> Mississauga. How did it treat you? <laughs> it I mean, I'm Brampton, so I can relate to your, uh, to the, to the parking lot existence, but you, you made that parking lot existence a stable. Man, I wish I had a parking lot. Yeah. Now I live downtown Toronto. Yeah. I, I just want to not, I just want like a, a, I just want a driveway. You should yeah. have seen what we were trying to park in earlier. Yeah, yeah he was, it was very daring. I said, we're not going to fit in that. You said, absolutely. But easily, that would have left us six inches on either side of <laughs> oh. the fucking car. It would have been wow. impossible to yeah. get in. Gumption. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I, li- I do like living downtown Toronto. Yeah. I don't like the parking, but I like living down here yeah. uh, for the cultural things. But yeah, I lived in Mississauga, but I spent most of my time in the country still then. Wow, yeah. great. That sounds like a nice balance. City mouse, country mouse. Right so, on. So you were into the jazz, the jazz music when you were a kid, living like in, in high school. In high school, yeah. So, so then was there a bit of like, I don't know. I was I really liked jazz when I was a kid as well. When I was like in, in high school, and I always thought of it as very downtown. And did you ever? Did you have that same kind of thing? I don't know. It's it, jazz for me always seemed like because the jazz clubs were downtown, right? Mm. So I guess so. Did you ever like sneak downtown and go to? go to the jazz clubs or anything like that? No? I don't think sneak. <laughs> Eventually, I came downtown with people and heard jazz music and found other young people that were playing jazz music. So that was pretty yeah. good. But I don't know. I just liked how real the music was. What kind of jazz did you listen to when you were a um, kid? I liked... I li- I liked... Uh, I really liked Bill Evans because I played the piano when I was okay. a kid. So I was really into like trios bill evans trio and, and really then, yeah and then i got a keith jarrett record that like blew my mind and i bought anything with p- piano players on it uh bud powell and like stuff like that and see oh back to that that's on city living yeah city living city living little honk little honker honkity honk honk um yeah it's funny to me see my dad had a he did have a jazz record when I was a kid, mm. and it was um, Brandenburg Gate with um, piano player, modern guy. And I didn't like it. Mm. It was too mm. modern for me. I knew, and he had Cleo Lane, which was okay. kind of showy, and like I don't know, acrobatic. But yeah. what I liked was the music from the, the 30s because there was a melody like right and there away. were lyrics because mm-hmm. yeah. I didn't have an instrument. My instrument, I guess, right. would be my singing. Yeah. So I liked those... I liked the the melodies and the lyrics, and I really liked the fact that it wasn't so prepackaged. Like this is you're in high school at this time. Yeah, yeah. You could hear yeah. people bumping into mics and 
<laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I, I just loved, I just loved how real it sounded. Mm-hmm. It was organic. Maybe I don't know. Perhaps that's how you felt. Yeah, I always felt a little bit of, like embarrassed. Embarrassed though that I liked jazz. You were embarrassed. I was, yeah, because I'm. I don't know. I didn't. People. I didn't think people really liked it. I was in high school and I was like maybe in grade nine. I I listened to a lot of jazz records and and I kind of felt yeah like people were listening to. Mm-hmm. Girl, girls listening to Backstreet Boys and yeah. boys were listening to yeah. gangster rap and it was like I'm gonna have Here my, I am. I'm gonna go home and listen to my Bill dr- Evans Bill Evans and, yeah <laughs> stuff like that <laughs> we are all individuals yeah <laughs> that's what we are yeah each of us a cell of awareness what did you listen to imperfect Rich? Yeah, and incomplete what did, what did Rich that was a little did, clue for the listeners at home what did friendly Rich listen to I think he listened to Rush Thank you. <laughs> I, was just, I just spent the last two minutes quoting them, but it's fine. It's fine. I'm, uh, having, I'm having fun here in the corner. Yeah. Did okay. you like Glass Tiger, too? No, come on. Come on. Not even the same league. Come on. We don't need to get into my admiration of Rush. That was for 6 a.m. this morning. Hey? 6 a.m. This, this evening. Fuck's sakes. So where did you go to high school, Alex Pangman? Hey, you got my name right. I, I thought I'd. Uh, we got to be Clar here, okay? This is <laughs> for our Carrar. I went to Arendelle Secondary School. In okay, okay. Do you know Arendelle Secondary School? No, but I mean, I know Arendelle. Arendelle's got to be around near Arendelle campus. It is near the U of which T, which is where I started to go to university until and? I and I dropped out. <laughs> Do tell. Well, I got early. I get mono or something like that, and so by the time I got feeling better, I realized that I really didn't really want to. Schools for ghouls. School, not schools for ghouls. I just didn't care to collect classes and a degree. What, what were you taking there? Wow. Art, art history. Art history. Yeah. Okay. I liked, I liked learning. I just And you were like, walking to school. I was walking. Yeah, well. Right? I think Close was, by, I anyway. was driving okay, okay, shamefully. Okay. But it was Look. back when everybody was wearing pajamas to school. I didn't like that part. You know what? I drive to get my groceries. You don't have to apologize, okay? <laughs> You're such an old man. It's fine. <laughs> I go to the Longos right across the street, and I park my car there. Well, your arms would get tired carrying yeah. them across yeah. the road. Anyways, yeah. yeah You're so in I, good hands here. Just keep talking. It's good. Yeah. So so you you, you left school. You left I the, the Arendelle. I felt like I was supposed to. You yes. know, you're supposed to go to university, mm-hmm. so you're not a disappointment for your family. But then, did, did, and sorry, just to step back. In high in school, did you do? Did you get involved in any like organized music? Was there band? Was no, there, God, I almost uh, failed ja- music. Jazz choir or anything like that? I love no you. jazz choir. Listen no, to, no reading here. of music. Almost failed. Almost didn't get into high school because I can't do math. So, and music is all fractions. So screw that. I'm much better at music and math now. Because I've developed my ear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, you don't need numbers when you have an ear. Is that Rush? <laughs> no, okay. Your fancy time signatures scare me. Okay. Yeah. So even when you started your undergrad, music, you were still coming at it as like a hobbyist and a listener. At, at, at music. At music. At, at, I don't so, know what I was doing. I mean, I was born with... A pretty shitty uh, life expectancy handed out to me. So mm-hmm. when I was sick, I just, I mean, growing up, I just always was sick, but I, I didn't, I just, that was the other thing. When I got through with having mono and being in uni- university, I thought, mm-hmm. I don't want to be a museum curator. I, I want to play music. So screw this. And so I just, I, like that. I wow. didn't, I didn't make long-term plans. And then I just said, screw this, live for the moment. You like to sing? Sing. Amazing. So I, so I did. <laughs> And how did you go about doing that? Band? Who yeah. were some of the early musicians you were you were that helped you kind of get up and doing this, crossing that threshold? The first musician that was at the stable was named Mike Wamsley. He was a proctologist and a banjo player. Hello, I love this story. He's got uh, <laughs> fingers that pluck like uh, Leona Boyd on a Friday night. Don't know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Um, and he was really great because we I start we used to have a gig at the Schnitzel House in Fort Credit. Do okay, I'm into the Schnitzel yeah. thing as you know. Oh, so so the Schnitzel House is yeah, it still the around? Rusty? No, it's no. a it's called the Brogue now. It's okay, a pub. Of Never mind. British sort, but yeah, the Schnitzel House, the great Swiss, the gig. Swiss Marmite, and which was it was run by a German lady. Of it was course, called the Swiss Marmite, and love it and we used to play for sh- like schnitzel so i have to stop she's born of the grease <laughs> i have to stop i want your her to first, keep going your first gigs were <laughs> the 
schnitzel. Playing at the schnitzel house yeah. for, for schnitzel with a proctologist. That is correct. So <laughs> yes. you, and, you and a banjo. You and a banjo player. And and also <sighs> members of a traditional sort of Dixieland band called the Climax Jazz Band. Okay, okay. They had okay. some dynamics. Wow. Yeah, it was good. It was a good gig. It was nice. It's Wait, a dream gig. It and a, and one of my first gigs. Yeah, uh, there was a clarinet player from the Lawrence Welk Orchestra. Whoa. Shut actually, the there. Fuck up. Yeah. What he was his signed. Name? He signed my paper uh, placemat, Henry Cuesta. Hen- <laughs> you have to shut up. Do you know Henry Cuesta? I'm a huge fan. You, you play not, very similar you to him. Not. You did not do that. <laughs> you did that. Do you, do you actually know this <laughs> yeah. person? I'm I'm shitting my pants on your sofa right now. His glasses were very similar to yours. If you're listening at home, this is the sound of me shitting on Alex's <laughs> sofa. Hang on, hang on. Can I have your sofa? Then? Who is? Yeah, is I've got an similar. exact same sofa at home from uh, the Urban Barn. We'll ship it to you. <laughs> that is unreal. You got the plum gig playing the Schnitzel Queen house <laughs> with Henry Cuesta. Yeah, he was there. Yes. I, hang on, no. In Mississauga, Ontario, you're making it up. She's making it up. Hang on. So, just take me back. Who's Henry Cuesta? I'm not that familiar with the Lawrence Welk program. <laughs> Shit. He played the clarinet on the show. Jesus, yeah, on the he's show. the best. Really? Yeah. He sat like just sort of to the left of the bubble machine. Okay. <laughs> what was he doing? In, how did you do that? I don't remember. I was kind of scared of him, but. Super nice guy told me to keep on doing what I was doing, and I took his advice. Oh my god! Did did that actually? Did did I mean you still remember that? So that must have been a thing. You know when <laughs> when you're when you're doing something and someone says keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. When you're a certain age and impressionable, that's important. Yeah. Well, but it was kind of. It's vital. It's vital. Yeah. I just did what he said. <laughs> I was doing it anyways. But really, no. In in all seriousness. Those kind of people that you're talking about, those one or two people that make you feel. Well, yeah, you need to have mentors for a? sure. And I special. felt immediately uh, uh, special because older musicians were lending me their records and telling me about all these jazz people I should be listening to. And I loved it. I loved, uh, I, I felt as though I was the Indiana Jones. Like I was exploring music that nobody in my. Similar to you, See, yeah. Andrew. Wow. Nobody wow. in my class was listening to. It's a bit of a club. Yeah. 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 Nobody's listening to Sydney Bechet at Arendelle Secondary School, but I was. So how did how did how did you play out at how did that work out at at Arendelle? School? Were you normal? So uh, my friends, uh, the ones that sat at my table, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 in the cafeteria, liked what I did, okay. and they were happy. And wow. the English teacher loved it. It was it was fine. You do what okay. you do. Okay. I liked it. Wow. That is a charmed... Like, I don't even know where... I can go home after the Henry... Yeah. Qua- I mean, but <laughs> we haven't even... What are we at? 20 minutes and you drop the Henry... Yes. What a bomb that was. He plays clarinet quite like you. Oh, my God. Just stop talking. That is so good. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. I will go home a happy man. That is amazing. That is What a great story. So now what? Then what? So... Let's so, let's think yeah, of the, the next going. the I'm, next I, gig outside of the schnitzel the schnitzel house. Where does it go? What happens? Import credit. So I you think we, you we might have played a couple of uh, like proctology surgeon events. We might have done this, that too. Yeah. <laughs> that is, no, I don't think that. But we did play some hospital events. Yeah. And yeah. eventually, I yeah, I put on my big girl pants and came downtown Toronto. Okay. And I went to the say what? Okay. Say what? Okay. And there was a band that played there called the Hot Five Jazz Makers. And yeah, I liked them. And they had this guy sitting in on the guitar who sort of then became my mentor, not a proctologist. What's his name? His name was Jeff. Okay. Yeah, and he was totally great at playing the guitar yes. and totally had the biggest record collection in the world. And mm. so I found another person that could kind of mentor me and play uh, old records to how, Jeff Huey, how old, right? How Is old it? were you at yeah. that okay. at that point? I think it was probably eighteen or nineteen then. Okay, and that yeah. was Jeff Healy. Did I just over, yes. speak over? Yes. That? Yeah. Wow, I've heard stories of his fingernail and the records and how he can. Oh crap! Yeah, I'd forgotten put, that. Put it in the groove of the record and just give it half a spin, and you'd know what the record was. I've seen. I I did see him do that. It was. 
otherworldly. That is otherworldly. Yeah. This is getting really good. He could put a fingernail in the first groove and go, I know and what that go, is. Like, and it would well, resonate. Well, yeah, he'd, you'd say, do you have any, and at hand jaw, and he'd walk over and go, he'd pull a record off the shelf. And, uh, and he had a massive collection. Yeah. Huge collection. Like one of the biggest. Lining And the we're walls. talking about a man who didn't have vision. Vision. That's right. Yeah. So then he would just sort of sample it with his fingernail. That that can that gives you chills thinking about no, somebody no. doing that. It absolutely does. Yeah, but absolutely. I mean at night you can get yeah. around your house with your eyes shut, right? No, yeah. I know it's it's more the record yeah, I couldn't oh. pick a book off. It's my more shot. the fingernail <laughs> half revolution. Oh, that's you know Yeah, that's kinda of yeah. So he his playing not his playing was necessarily influential to you, but his, his record collection was His definitely. record collection was, and he could play every song on his shelf. And so it was great wow. to be with somebody that could wow. kind of right. point you in the right direction again. Wow. So, yeah. But also, at that time, I started to meet a lot of other young folk downtown Toronto yeah. that were playing this music and were closer in age to me. Uh, so I started putting together my own band as opposed to sitting in with other people's bands. Yeah. That was exciting. How long did that mentorship last? Oh, uh, maybe five years or so. Wow. Yeah, it was good. Wow. Well, musically, it was very good. Nice. Wow. Kind of, you know, I didn't go to the Harris Institute or to Humber or to U of T for music. So I learned from records and I learned on stage from watching good musicians and how they led a band. And Yeah, that's beautiful. I yep. love that because I, I remember one, once I went down to, I think... I went down to uh, the Rex, and they had the like U of T night, which I think used to be like Tuesday night or something. Yeah. And like U of T or Humber jazz students would come up, and they just start playing, right? Yeah. And I remember feeling so defeated because you're like, that is so out of the potential of what I can do. Even when I was like 17, mm-hmm. um, I was so intimidated by that, mm. and the idea that you went up and were like, I'm not one of your Humber student or U of T jazz students. I'm just gonna like learn. As a uh, trial and error, error kind of grind. Well, I had process. to also because I can't really read music very well. But that, <laughs> so that yeah. was the only yeah. avenue that I yeah. had left open for myself. Oh my god, is, I have so many questions on that end. Like, like the the idea of of a musician coming in to the world of music from a, a not a like an atypical kind of you yeah. know path. Not and piano lessons and violin not lessons. Not necessarily your average. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I, yeah it's and how true. it brings a different perspective to the whole thing, right? Um, I heard I, mean, I heard Armstrong once uh-huh. said he learned music, learned to read music but not enough to hurt the way he played. And I think that's kind of a weird thing. I would like to be able to read some music. Mm-hmm. I would like to be able to sure. read music, but I think what he was saying is that sometimes you get musicians that can only read music and yeah. can't improvise and have lost some soul. creativity through that. Sure. Life. So sure. perhaps soul. Look, I think it's, uh, I, I mean, we all have our uh, shit, right? And, uh, and, and so you can sight read, so you can pick up any score and read it. I, I, the, some of the guys I went to school with, this one guy, I won't name his name, uh, the same Frank. You want to? You just edited it out. I'm Was definitely going to say his name. His, uh, although if I can use the same technique I used on your name earlier, maybe I can get away with just it. Just say the name. His and name then. was Horik Walladay. Okay, <laughs> and uh, and uh, excellent, excellent. And he, I mean, he had uh, he had all the symphonies. He could just read through them like uh, like books. He had the whole thing memorized. Like, and this is first year of university. It was like he's lapped us. He's already got like a decade on all of us. You know. But goddamn, you got that sweet stuff. You got your voice. You know, you've got all your strengths. And I think every musician, any artist comes through it. The older you get with it, I think you realize you're going to have your strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. And, and there's all different kinds of yeah. brains in music. I yes. have that kind of brain. He, it sounds like Horak. Yeah. Horace. Horish. Horace. Walladay. 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 Oh, fuck. It's too close. Um, so, but, but he, Jesus. did he have a musical soul or did he just have the left side of his brain that could read this? To be honest with you, man, the way I look at it from afar, it's like not a weak bone in his body. Hmm. Although all those sounds, God damn, we should really distort the name when we put this out, <laughs> but it sounds real clean and not, it ain't the musician I want to be, but there's a- aspects of his brain yes. that I would certain, I'd sure as fuck yeah. want, right? Of yeah. course. I want to go back to that, the, the, the Louis Armstrong quote. Yeah. Of, he could sight read enough 
just enough to but not enough to hurt not enough to hurt as if what sight reading mean? is almost an impediment yeah. as if sight reading was an impediment yeah is it like an over practice thing you know like a, an over preparedness and like i don't know i well he was coming out of the tradition in new orleans where they mm-hmm. would sort of play all together as one yeah sort of making it as they went along they'd know a common melody but they'd listen it was a listening and responsive thing yes absolutely and so i don't know some of armstrong's big band recordings he had his own orchestra they're really bad i mean i love all of armstrong but the Uh only good parts about them to me would be the trumpet solos because the rest of it is very so maybe he was saying you know i had to learn how to read music for certain parts of my career but and you develop that muscle and you make it through but another question related to that would be uh do you no one here i think is saying that the time hasn't been invested or the love isn't there or the, compared like, to compared like, to like, like a, a student. yeah like it's a oh horak uh Shmakaday is uh is is definitely more disciplined and he put in he put in way more hours it's like right. i think it just i think all this shit we're thrown at we're all like essentially like canvas or whatever it's all thrown at us and we all digest it differently and and, and choose to kind of divvy up our time and, and approach it differently right like he for example didn't invest all the time that you did there with uh the, the groove master or any of that right listening yeah probably I mean, listening obsessively i mean if yeah gonna... what so what was that on your end like what what did that look like i mean what would you chalk that i don't know how would you define that like your music education like what does it look like if it wasn't if it wasn't the conservatory me sitting beside a speaker listening that is the coolest yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) but i mean i yeah i could understand it less intuitively and be able to say oh right there i you know doubled the beat or but i just i just know what i know from listening to records and that has its limitations right you don't maybe lack a vocabulary uh to no you're talking the talk Come on. When you're in industry the room. Industry tactics. Industry <laughs> tactics. You're in a room with Drew Eureka. What do you what are you guys saying? Are you saying, yeah, can you just swing that a little more? Swing that a little more. <laughs> I do not What's tell Drew talk? how to do anything. Go, go ahead. What's jazz talk when you're talking? Well, Give know. some jazz talk. Give me four bars and in. Oh Christ. I you lost me. When already. I come <laughs> in after the solos, can we go to a double time feel? There we go. Yes. I don't know. There is lingo that you learn. See? Did you right. see There's that lingo. shit? And I have finger, like I, you know, like the back catcher, he does like all this, like in Bull Durham, and he's going like this with yeah. his finger one. Oh my God. She's using baseball terms here. Yeah, that's kind of like, I have like little hand signals. See, see we, t- we, we yeah. did hand signals last week as well. We did. Uh, it doesn't work on the radio, on a podcast Christine though. Duncan, no, give some, give some hand signals. Like the, they the, love it. The listeners have actually I think there was a, I, I remember there was a thumbs up and yep. then like a level yep. thumb and then a thumb pointed down. You had a book once, didn't you? That's Dave Clark, That's who we've Dave also Clark? had on the show. We also had on. He was the <laughs> second. No, okay, wait, Rich. Did I not see you in Halifax? And did you not have a book on hand signals? Was that oh, not you? Shit, I was in Halifax, and you had a book on hand signals and, and leading a, a band. No, that was Dave. Dave Clark is the book on hand signals, or Christine I, Duncan's was hand signals as or well, or Christine Duncan as well. But but yes, in fact, that's where we met. Was out east. I I'd only heard about you. I'd only heard you on the radio. Isn't it out west, down east? It's out west and down east. Yeah. Yeah, down east. Shit. Okay. It's, down it's like, east. It's like we're talking about uh, the jet stream and the, the oh, man. flow of weather. You so know, I had down. a really good question, and I remember it. <laughs> so it wasn't as if, though, you jumped like a Super Mario level. Like, I see some people with their careers, it feels like they jump a Super Mario level. You didn't do that. You uh, do you under you understand where I'm coming from on that question? I need a Is little that a bit question? more specific. Oh, like fuck. A, All right, I'm going to have to translate that. burn. Yeah. On the industry tactics, jumping a Super Mario would level would be essentially <laughs> like not 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 investing that time and somehow being thrown into a situation where uh, you you you're saying you're, she, you're she did grind it out. Yeah, and, and well, I did not do the Nikki Yanofsky. Thanks, you. Like from zero to sixty. Or right. Swing and I missed strike three. That was amazing. Thank you. Exactly, <laughs> and we can and we can say her name loud and clear. Okay. Loud and Clark. Yeah, good. good. Well, no, so I've been slogging it out for a long time now. Yep. Making music. Yep. And I, it's funny because 
I think Vanity Fair, one of those big magazines, just put out this thing saying, young lions making a splash in the jazz scene, the jazz yeah. world. And they have all these pictures of these sort of sexy, beautiful, young jazz players. Mm-hmm. Number one, I, th- I think that does a disservice to jazz as a whole because I think jazz artists are allowed to mature and get older. Nice. It's working for me, the yep. slow burn, the slow approach. Slow Thank burn. You. Thank you. But also, it's kind of true. If you think back to yeah. Duke Ellington was a young man when he made his mark. Mm-hmm. Any of those big artists, they mm-hmm. were young when they first were cutting records and becoming very famous. Mm-hmm. Fats Waller was dead by the time he was 40. These guys became legendary when they were young. So Vanity Fair kind of on the mark, but also doing a little (laughs) disservice to the fact that in jazz music, you are allowed to to be Sheila Jordan and get older and be graceful and have stories to tell. And how old was... But like Duke Ellington was making good music when he was older, though. That's also true. And we... So there's that. Yeah. And we applauded that. Right. And we got behind it. Do you think as an do you, do you find yourself making those comparisons as an artist? Are you looking at those people and being like, "Well, I'm this age, and I this is my stuff that I'm proud of." And at, at well, Duke's age, he had done this, and and like I do not he, compare myself. to No, but I, I just mean like you but, look at you look at somebody and you're like, they didn't idea. do that until yeah. they were 55, yeah. Yeah. and you're like, so yeah. I could. I mean, I'm. Do you, do you make those comparisons, or are you trying to avoid those comparisons? No, because she's like when I was fucking twelve. I'm well, playing I'm the schnitzel, I, uh, the schnitzel house, and goddamn I Henry Cuesta. Is Louis Armstrong was playing the equivalent God of the schnitzel house you. in New Orleans. When, that when is amazing. Was. But go ahead. No, in, in, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm I shit I, all over your sofa. Uh, my beautiful sofa. Yeah. Uh, anyways, ah, uh, uh, to be honest, I'm a little bit of a snoot. I kind of like all the stuff. That was recorded mm. before about 1945. Beautiful. I appreciate the older stuff, but they're not my go-to records. I yeah. actually do kind of prefer the stuff that these guys made really when they should. were interesting. When yeah. they were younger. So that make me a bit of a hypocrite. No, why? No. You can still appreciate them as older artists. Rosemary Clooney sounded great when I heard her at, you know, Roy Thompson Hall. Okay. A few years before she died. Mm-hmm. But I also, if I go-to record, I don't know, probably her younger stuff. So maybe there's truth in the Vanity Fair record or uh, article. Man, you know, yeah. I'm thinking interesting. Like you think in, we think in blues music, mm-hmm. there's almost like the reverse logic of like older is better. Do, don't isn't that kind of an idea? Like Muddy, Muddy Waters when he was like 65 was like a more seasoned. Well, you've got muddy, better stories. To, better stories and better life experiences. Maybe, I'm into it. In the voice, yeah. there's maybe some texture that's yeah. been gained. Like yeah. in yeah. jazz, yes. do you think about that as a singer? Is your is your voice get textured and and uh uh over over time i mean you don't want it to get too textured no you don't want to get that <laughs> the grandma vibrato but yeah i like the fact that you are able to say more mm. because you've had more experiences right on mm. yeah absolutely absolutely you can't put that shit on i don't think i don't think you can Although some seem to be able to, I, I, well, I think you should back, celebrate but... all the seasons yeah. mm-hmm. of your, yeah. your, your of your craft here on Industry Tactics. Of your craft you in, in your career, yeah. Okay, that's actually the first craft of the, the entire podcast. <laughs> the word, thank the you. word craft. Yeah, you've got to <laughs> hone you. your thank craft. You for it. How thank long you. Did I, how long is it? Half, well, it's been s- seven episodes. Is she and, and, and thirty-eight minutes? And thirty-eight minutes <laughs> and six, Bing, 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 Bing. There it is. Ding, 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 ding. The craft ballad's been hit. Thank you for it. Um, but I like that line, you, you know, the celebrating the seasons of your, because you're, you look at your, your, where you were 10 years ago, where you were 50, whatever, right? That's a beautiful statement. Um, yeah. And you can never recreate how you were when you were Amen. 19. Amen. You can't. So um, that is true. Yeah. When, did, when, when, was, when was, was there a point when you started to feel like, all right, I think. I think this is clicking for me. Like, I think mm. I'm going to start doing this. Was it around that time when you were hanging out with, you know, and yeah, well, Jeff I, Healy? And, I like, guess so. Yeah. And you were like, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. Because I just got over having mono and it became clear that, eh, mm-hmm. I feel good now. I want to do what I like to do now. Right. So I just started doing it and I got a gig at a bar. Beauty. Back when they were very smoky. Yes. Oh wow. Not so right. great. 
Right, of course. Do you remember that? That yeah. was gross. Remember it's when you'd up. come home and you'd have to shower? Shower when and you then got the home? water would be like yellow. Yellow. Or if you didn't yeah. shower, you'd like wake up and smell or you'd smell your, your 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 pillow the next night and you'd be like, Why does my pillow smell like oh, Alex's hair is actually blonde. Like she spent <laughs> so much time <laughs> at the reservoir lounge. It's like drapes that have been stained. Well, no, no, your hair is not. I, like, I didn't like, just say I, that. I looked like Pac-Man after those gigs. Wow. It's sort of yellow. Yellow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So you, you started working in bars nice. in, in the city, in mm-hmm. Toronto. In Toronto, yeah. Okay. And so we're talking like top of the senator. Did some gigs there. I, I, my main bar was the Reservoir Lounge. Reservoir and I worked there every, every Thursday. Where was that? That was... That was it's still there. It's, it's still across there. from the Flatiron Building. I'm like... Church and Wellington. And are you playing with Jeff? Who's playing? Who like? Who's the band? That point, it was yeah. He was playing guitar. It was Tyler Urima was playing wow. piano and cool. Jesse Barksdale on guitar and Mike Carson on bass. And you know, that's a band. That was a it was a great band. We had a lot of fun. I, what year are we talking here? Yeah. 99. 99. 99. Okay. So you're yeah. like a 20 year old in 99. Something like that. You'd have to do I can't math do to math, figure out so how old sure. she was. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I was a young woman. Yeah. Yeah. And learning. It was great. It was it was fun. You know, when that silly Gap commercial had just come out with the kids dancing around to swing music? Yeah, I remember that oh, one. Shit. And so we were making a lot of money. Yes, I remember that. You the know, Reservoir Lounge was like, people could dance there. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I actually prefer working there now because I still work there once a month. Yeah. And it's not crammed, but it's really appreciative. I, I really like... I still love that room, and I think it still has a great vibe. But at that point, we could hire an eight-piece band. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because, you know, the trend was towards... That. Yeah. Yeah, you can actually... It's it's sustainable. Yeah, it was. So now I have a trio. (laughs) Yeah. 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 But trends come and go. Music, Music sort of slow burn sustains through it. Uh. So okay, and 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 when do you start touring? And 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 I couldn't tour. No, I could never tour because I had lung disease, and so every couple months I'd be in the hospital for a few weeks, and so you can't book a tour <clears throat> when that's how you feel. Right. So so you're when you're, but you 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 tr- periodically travel to. We did t- we did very occasional tours. Yeah, but. It was difficult, we, and okay. we just, we could still sort of do it back in the late '90s because I was still holding on to some health. But okay. it was I w- it was just really impossible because I was I l- cystic fibrosis, yeah, and it was sort of like a chronic. It's as if you had a cold chronically in your lungs. You're right. always coughing. Right. Uh-huh. You know, there's mucus in my mucus. That's why I love your song. Okay. There's mucus in my mucus. I, you know, I knew there was a. That's why I love it. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, I made it really hard to do that. Wow. Uh, and it wasn't until after lung transplant that I had sort of stability within my career and we could go on the road. So did, did you, was that, was there like a distinct feeling after that of like, holy, now I can, now like the world is my oyster. I can tour. I can, you know, yeah, I, well, I, I, pr- I was, presumably you wouldn't, you would, would have had to like watch your work hours because you don't want to overwork yourself before that. Yeah. It was nice to be able just to breathe again. Yeah, I mean, yeah, when I first yeah. got feeling better, it wasn't this burning urge to go just on the road. It was just getting used to being able to breathe again. It was just getting used to being able to breathe again. It was just so nice to, you know, hop up the stairs. Do, 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 do. It used to be so difficult at the very end yeah. of my my uh the lungs I was born with it was impossible it was like climbing Mount Everest to walk up the stairs at night so uh, um it wasn't my first instinct to go on the road like, yeah, but when I yeah. started feeling yeah. reliably stably good yeah I wanted to sing again I felt it was the first time in my career when I could sing without having to worry about you know hawking up a big loogie in the mm-hmm. middle of a love song I just felt as though I could sing my ideas finally Without my lungs betraying me. <laughs> that's a that's a that's wow. a really nice I think thing. I don't know. It's just just like a person has the drive to do something, and you know we all have impediments that that are in the way for our whatever we want to do in life, and the fact that like you had that urge and then you had your surgery and then it's like this is what I want to do. Like I still know that I need to have a voice and and sing and. Like, 
Yeah. And I always really liked, I liked artists who overcame. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Yeah. If it was Frida Kahlo yeah. or if it was yeah. Ian Dury, it was somebody that made their music or did their art regardless of no their... Jeff the Healy. Fuck. Yeah. 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 Wow. That's heavy. Yeah. And uh, beautiful, and uh, and so I, I guess we would have met. You were out, out uh, you were da- sorry, down east, and you were doing in uh, in uh, in. I uh, know it was. I think uh, it was no. It was a Newfoundland. <gasps> Newfoundland, that's Newfoundland, right. We went to hear you. Gig. Oh, that was so great. Mutually, yeah. I remember that. Jeff. Yeah, take I us through it. it. Rich was on stage. Where were you playing? Uh, like what? No, you were on stage. No, you were on stage. St. John's. Hear you. What are we talking? St. John's. On what's that crazy street called? Yeah. That street. Uh, you were playing uh, there. Yeah. It's River. Where you? Water Street. Festival. Is there a Water Street there? There's a Water Street. No, it's St. Ju- no. Yeah. And I remember you were playing, and you're hitting yeah, your stomach. Yeah, I was hitting my stomach. Yeah, it was yeah. growing back then. You were taunt- you taunting. Taunting the Taunting audience. Taunting the Newfoundlanders, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That must have gone over well. Oh, it always does. <laughs> it always does. And But but you and uh, and the band shit hot in a beautiful old structure of a, of a schoolhouse. At the top of a hill. Yeah, it was at the top of a hill. And uh, you sounded fantastic. Fantastic. That was actually the hardest gig of our tour because I always thought the Newfoundlanders, Newfoundlanders would be really easy to win over. Right. But they weren't. Yeah, it was a, it was a sit down. They were sit downy. In uh, you know the you know the four legged chair without the arms that uh, yeah. the padding <laughs> with the padding a lot of those chair right right yes. and a wine there was a wine sponsor with a they were fine once yeah with a, ban- with a banner you know well, the banner once that goes there's like a couple beers once a couple jars have been yeah consumed yeah. then I think everyone's in a better mood and more receptive but it was well attended <laughs> and it sounded great thank you right. I wasn't there. <laughs> my my piano player Good brought read. his uh, his wife and son along to that show, and the son okay. decided at that show that he really did not like jazz. <laughs> oh wow! Okay. He also doesn't like country music, but he just yeah he he told me at that show I really don't like jazz. <laughs> you said my job is done here. Now we, now we go home. This is why I'm on this tour. <laughs> yeah, man. No, I, I was sold. I was sold. That was a great t-shirts at that festival. Did they? They had good T-shirts at that festival. That was a fun time, and then and then we uh, we ended it at the uh, Duke of Duckworth. Probably. Do you know that we got in Snapped the Newfoundland version of Snapped? You did. Yeah, a picture of us at your show. Shit. No, I did not know that. Another thing, kids, is to make sure that you get in Snap Magazine. Yeah. Uh, anywhere you are, anywhere that is. A, a thank you for that tactic. That was just what we call a minor tactic, a tactical crumb. <laughs> be there. Be seen. What what snapped magazine? It's a it's an industry. You you don't know these things. Right? No, I, I'm he, not in the industry. Andrew, Andrew admits he's not in the industry, but it's a it's an industry. Uh, what would you call that? Like a journal? Zine. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an zine. industry scene. A zine. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I think it's online now. Yeah, and they're in every city. Any city you mm-hmm. go snapped. To. Snapped. We got snapped. S and they have them at the Swiss Chalet. You'll 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 yes! see them often at the yes! Swiss Chalet. That's true. All right. All right, I'll keep my eyes out. Okay. okay. I like the Swiss Chalet. Oh, I, I'm glad you mentioned that. Because uh, I sort of... I, so just to be clear, Swiss chalet is not like another industry term. Uh, well, <laughs> it is industry food. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. no, it's not. A, no, the kids at home know the Swiss chalet and they love it too. They just don't admit it. My husband who uh, yes? is in the kitchen. Tomage. Tomage. Tomage does not like the Swiss chalet. Is that right? No, he doesn't like it. I don't know why. He does, I, Maybe he doesn't like salt. You know who likes the Swiss chalet and eating it alone? Is Nickel Robertson? <gasps> what? He'll eat it alone. When <laughs> that's how I have to eat it because Tom doesn't. Tomage doesn't eat it, so I. Maybe you I'll... let us know that we could do a power trio at the Swiss Chalet next time because oh, uh, I can't. Goodness. The image of Nickel alone? with those sideburns, <laughs> sideburns eating the quarter chicken white alone is a thing of beauty to me. Quarter. Yeah, you have to white. get the white because. You have to pay more for the white, but the, I like the dark meat, but they're so tiny. No, I, yeah, I, I, no, yeah. I realized and I've learned something recently. You really yeah. got to dig into those. Okay. To get really? your money's worth, you really have to start. You have to, all decorum goes out the window. You have to start breaking bones and sucking, you know, <laughs> b- bone nectar. Yeah, do you pound the extra gox sauce or do you, do you just oh. go with one? You pound an extra one, right? You just say an extra gox sauce. Jaquila used to do that. For my beautiful wife. <laughs> I'll often say that. Is that right? Yeah, it was pretty gross to watch, really. Anybody doing that, it's kind of gross. What? 
the taking and getting extra sauce and pounding it. That's oh, that's, Jeff Healy. What a, what that a story. That makes my blood pressure go up just watching. Wow, what a story. <laughs> just watching, being in the same room as that. I'm sure there was, I think I had to do uh, some sort of photo shoot. And I'd had Swiss Chalet the night before, and I woke up, and I'm looking at myself going, why am I so puffy? And it was, of course. Salt. The salty, salty sauce. Yeah. You know, this has been, I don't know <laughs> where we're at in terms of time, but we this is. I think we been, got 10 more minutes. Alec, think? Alec, this has been my favorite <laughs> Alec. podcast, okay, so far of the entire You actually say that to quite You know, a few you know what we people. haven't touched on yet? We've touched on this in most. I think so Please. far episodes is is recording. Well, like when, like when did you first feel the recording oh. thing, and what like do you enjoy it? Is that something that? Well, the Schnitzel House band made a recording, <laughs> and it paid for my sound system. Those guys were super sweet. Um, the proctologist what and like guys made money. Yeah, I made enough to money to pay for a sound system, and we played gigs with a sound system, and eventually, I, I did make a record again in uh, 1999. That was my first compact disc. No, we're talking going to the studio and, yeah. and making a record. Full on. Only, I was not separated. I was just mm-hmm. kind of baffled off, so it's really an honest recording, because you couldn't fix things. Explain that. In the room. Explain that, that term. Separated versus I wasn't baffled. in my own vocal booth. I was in the room with the trumpet, with the right. drums, all bleeding into everybody else's microphone. So but if somebody screwed up a note, you couldn't go in and pull it out with a pair of tweezers. It has on uh, what we call bleed. Bleed. Okay, kids. Is that an industry tactic? Yeah, that is, that That's is. Well, we decided to do it that way, industry tactic. Okay. Um, 19, circa 1929. Yeah. We decided yeah. to do oh, it that way. Oh, you're going for that aesthetic. I guess so. It was... Yeah. So it's a very honest recording and Great. honestly depicts a 20-whatever-year-old woman, pretty naive. So that's yeah. when I started. Wow, wow. So if, so, so if, we, if we get a, a, just like one of those tracks, we're going to dump it in right here. Come get together. Let the dance floor feel your leather Step as lightly as a feather Let yourself go Come hit the timber Loosen up and start to limber Can't you hear that hot marimba? Let yourself go Let yourself go Relax and let yourself go Relax, you got yourself tied up in the night The night is cold but the music's hot So come Cuddle closer, don't you dare to answer no, sir. But your banker, clerk, and grocer, let yourself go. Music's hot, so come, cuddle closer, 
Don't you dare to answer no, sir. But your banker, clerk, and grocer, that is all gone. It won't be that obvious. <laughs> and we're back. That that was that's incredible. You can hear the honesty in that tune. What was that that we were just listening to, Alec? We just listened to "Let Yourself Go." Thank you. Beautiful. Yeah, and then I've pretty much made a record every few years since then, plotting my uh, life. <laughs> any any any? Wow. Is there a difference between have you made a live record? We did make a ri- live record. Yeah, and I puked right before we went on because of nerves. Shit. No, because oh. I had walked. I walked outside, and my lungs were pretty bad at that point. It was really cold out, and right. I started a coughing fit, and I just wow. like. Bleh. So the last thing you actually want to do before you make a live recording it's is puke. Mucus-y. It's wow. hard on the voice. Yeah. Hard on yes. the voice, kids. Yeah. Don't yeah. puke. Yeah. And sing. Um, Actually, the record sounded pretty good. So we put that one out. And then I didn't really put a record out, proper record, until after the lung transplant. Right. Mm-hmm. Which was really fun. Because, like I said, I could finally do my craft. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, it was honed by that. Yeah. Is, um, the, is there a fear going in? Like, to, I just want to... Yeah. So live recording, is that a bit of a fear? Like, is there a worry there? Like, if I don't hit this note, like, it's going to be... No, well, it was in front of a live audience, so basically you're not worrying about the recording, you're worried about giving the audience the best bang for their buck, Yeah, and, you know, we're playing live, so we're in it together. Mm -hmm. It's actually a better, less, I I think you think about, I think personally, Hmm. when you have the headphones on and you're in a studio with a little microphone. You're thinking too much, maybe. thinking too much. It's actually... um, better yeah. just to go auto right. See, and, and you, like stage. today you sound great not even with headphones on richard have you done a, a live recording before i uh, it always sounds like shit really yeah really? for me it does i mean i i need to think you need to think i need to think and reflect and yeah it doesn't it never signatures. sounds good it's all the time signatures i like them though yeah you I don't understand them they kind of scare me but no I like that. hey no. let's do do four four and an eighth for me right now what does that sound like who no, or- I'm not going to. I got a glass of whiskey. I got a glass of um, What's coming up? Good. That's a good question. What's coming up? Yeah, here's an interesting Just thing. Just to keep in mind, there's yeah. no, we have no expected launch yes. date for this yes. episode. So think long term. Think. And also talk to us a little bit about, um, in telling us what's coming up, how you go about working about you know about planning and and because uh, we heard an interesting thing in one of the last uh, I don't know if you caught it but uh, in the Krista Moore uh, episode okay I thought she was your favorite who episode no well until now <laughs> okay after everyone we're like that's my exactly favorite. exactly <laughs> but uh, it, it, she was mentioning Kid Koala and he had mentioned that he wanted to take her out on a tar in three years in other words. He he's planned working, that yeah, he's planning three years in advance, and that really struck me. So how do you I've go heard. about your, like, what's next and what feels right? And how I've heard I of some away? musicians that yeah. do plan. Yeah. They plan their next three records, and I'm going to do this Gershwin, and then Gold Border, and then da 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 and I'm not that way. Okay. I just kind of say, oh, man, I'm really digging Western Swing right now. Let so I do a Western myself. Swing. Yeah. yeah, I listen to a ton of it, and then we, you know, we did a session of Western Swing, or, you know... Um, um, are there any? I okay. go, I'm in the moment, and I and I at the moment, what's next is listening to a whole bunch of records because yes. I get really sick of filling out applications and oh, for fuck's sake, it sort of bleeds out all your creativity, yeah. and so I'm yeah. not going to apply for anything, not right going to apply for any funding, and I'm just going to listen to a whole bunch of music live and recorded and try and get my mojo waken. I love it. I love it. I think there's something about that. The, the yeah. modern day creator is spending a lot more time writing, uh, <laughs> writing <laughs> filling, filling, out, filling out his or her, and then only to get the shank with the audit, man. We won't talk about that. Mm. Kids, we're done with that. Okay, but yeah, instead of actually creating and listening and doing the shit that we're supposed to be doing, you know? Yeah, and, and what's always worked for me, mm. because I have so many Junos, I can actually tell you. <laughs> no, what's worked for me <laughs> And I don't care if I have a Juno. Congratulations, by the way. Congratulations. Yes. Wait. I spend a lot of time dusting them. Guys, is this a joke? Did we or? see No, no, no. I have no Junos. And you know why? <laughs> no, I because meant on I the make... Now magazine. 
Oh, the Now Magazine. On the Now Magazine. Yeah, the Now uh, Magazine. Singer. What was the title? Give it to uh, us, please. Female Vocalist of the Year. It's not a big deal, but Perfect. congratulations. Thank you. That, and how that did I do that? Real nice. By making the music that I want to make and not planning. <laughs> oh, my God. I, not right. I like that. I like it. I like it. We had a kind of a similar theme earlier or last last mm-hmm. week with like, you know, it's just like always say yes and just like don't be don't don't always try and anticipate what's going to come and cuz if you say yes to something, something else might come up and But wait, I said I know, well, you yes said the, to this. You said the I know, you said yes to this. But what what I mean is is like just something about not always planning and just kind of letting spontaneity spontaneity or like something inspire you like listening to some records and Yeah, but you know it's a certain amount of planning is good. Like a certain yeah. amount of being able to read music is good. Yeah. However, I've always done things spontaneously and mm-hmm. because I'm inspired by something in the moment. And I think we've made good records. Amen. You know, I'm, I don't really sit down and go, now I'm going to write, a, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a bunch of songs about mm-hmm. shoes. I don't, don't do that. I don't plan. Right. That's interesting. I take the low, the the road, the least resistant path. Really, that's, that's what I do as well. Really, when you put, <laughs> it makes me sound, you know, very lazy. But I didn't do well in no. math. I didn't excel at no. reading music. I learned to play by ear. Yeah. I didn't go to university. I just listened to a lot of records, yeah. and I learned on stage. So, so I you're made the most of my that, of my short speaks, time here on earth by doing the things that I wanted to it do. It speaks to wow. your talent, and you're yeah. just like drive to make your your art yeah i'm yeah. gonna that's a that's a compliment thank Just. you the drive to make my art yeah yeah and, and I, that's what the thing that i mean i i think we're no i mean that i thought that that, that was, when i heard that thing about kid koala i went holy shit three years i thought I, years. I thought i was a planner but lord have mercy that's, that sounds almost like stifling you know that's yeah i mean I'm, I'm fascinated by that but then i also think i also very much respect the fact that are you getting it done you are so i i mean really there's a there's many ways to do it and i also can really relate to the like you know what i'm actually going to take a little bit of time off from writing a bunch of grants and just get it well yeah you know what i mean because um that can become soul-sucking do you hear my phone ringing no 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 that's okay it's fine we have that on my my phone that's the other thing i want to say this whole um industry tactic yeah do not take your iphone to bed with you do not do not because yeah. As a musician, you have the, you, you have no limits on how much time you could spend doing your social media, yeah. uh, doing oh, yeah. playing this game, and at some point it's unhealthy and you have to step away from your. Yeah. And I have a friend who's a jazz singer and yeah. said, "What? You mean you're going to be on Twitter less?" And I said, "Yeah, it's I I need a lie. I need to separate. Yeah, <laughs> to draw do. boundaries. Yeah, and if you're always writing grants." Making sure that you're doing your social media. All this stuff can suck away from you the fact that you're a musician right. and you're supposed to be a storyteller and creating yeah. these moods. But how can you be creating a mood when you're choosing a filter Dicking on your Instagram? Your That's not <laughs> exactly. the right kind of mood. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm 100% with you. I think we've got to get back to, and, and, and it, come on, there's no denying the fact that it, uh, and some people are really good at it. Right. Some people are really good at at working that into their world. But I think it's a distractor, ultimately. Uh, like, I can't... I don't know. It, to me, it just feels like uh, focus on the shit that, that's real. But any of the... You know? the well, and I, I respect and I have fun with the, the you know... Yeah, the as a tool. Electronic world. Yeah. But some of the best things that I'm most proud of and most excited about have <laughs> been from when I go out to a show... And I'm talking to Nickel Robertson over some Swiss chalet. Yeah. Or when I'm actually having interpersonal re- reactions mm-hmm. and. Yeah. Or, or if you're and, horsing around. And it sounds like all really? your inspirations are very analog. Nothing, yeah. b- nothing before 1940. It's true. No. I think after and 1940. True. Yeah, it's true. This is a horse drawn ship here. Yeah. Okay. It is. Right? Horses are not uh, environmentally sustainable. Did you know that? I, what do you mean by that? Yeah, but I'm from like, Oakville and Brampton, so like now that I drive to get my my groceries. I know it's well, all good. No, I want to I want to pause. What do we mean by that? <laughs> Please. Well, they're not. Well, first of all, they need a lot of space to grow their hay, which they eat. Right. Okay. Then they eat it, and they create a lot of methane right. through their. Feces. Maybe yes. one, maybe back when we were like using them for work, that would have been more. No. No, the streets were full of horse shit. And isn't that, Disease. don't you throw that back into the tomato plant? 
No, I think it caused a lot of disease. No, no, it's cow shit that we manure, right? And worm shit that we I'm manure. Sure that you could manure with Are horse, we horse manure. shitting? Yeah. Yeah. This is a perfect way to end. <laughs> you know what? People were she's, slipping all the time. She's got to get out to 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 Burlington. Take, I got to take the yeah. temperature of the pony. Gypsy has a has a fever, but I uh This episode's called Gypsy Has a Fever. On behalf of both of us and all of our listenership, we uh can't thank you enough. This has been dynamite and I I think we gotta come back because I, I feel like we haven't even uh I mean not any You should talk soon. to Tom. Scratch exactly. the exactly. my husband. We've is gotta actually talk to Tom. That's 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 on our colorful. list. That's on our list. And uh it's, who who's Tom? I don't even know. It's coming up. See, it's this is up. my thing. I'm not in the industry at all. So I'm like, who's this? Oh the other oh it, Stand by. Industry, can I just say the industry, other industry tip? Go uh, ahead. If you are a jazz musician, marry somebody with benefits. That's my other tip, kids. Oh, my God. This has been my favorite episode. <laughs> May God bless Alec Puckman. <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, Gonzo. We love you. for love. I can jump over the moon up above, fit as a fiddle and ready for love. I haven't a worry, haven't a care, I feel like a feather that's floating on air, fit as a fiddle and ready for love. Soon the church bells will be ringing and I'll march with my thought. All the church bells will be ringing with a hate knock. Nani and a hot cha cha. Hi, diddle diddle, my baby's okay. Ask me a riddle and what did it say? Fit as a fiddle and ready for love. We like to thank our dear friend Alex Pangman for allowing us into her home. Uh, wasn't that a fantastic conversation? Let us know what you think on the Twitter at Industry Tactics like to thank Andrew for his technical production. And join us next week when we speak with Christine Duncan about more tactics. Until then, take care, be safe, and goodbye. Hi, little, little, my baby.